being in a new experience because I really wanted to um, um, learn a lot about um, a new environment and what to do, like different things, different setups. So yeah, that's probably been the best thing I think. And dare I ask, what's been the worst moment so far? Then all I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we start. Sharing no. an office with Hannah and Jan, that's a little... <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's very good sharing an office with them. It's nice. The right warm. answer. <laughs> it's definitely very warm, because when we step out, it's Antarctica. <laughs> so it's, it's very nice in there. Um, I like that heat. It's leaving my parents. That's been really tough. And there's days where I feel happy... Because yeah, I, I did want to kind of get away from them. <laughs> I, I hope they're not watching tonight. <laughs> Wait, well, they probably already know. <laughs> them. Then there's times where I'm like, I'm all alone because they're gone. And it's not like a 10-minute drive. It's quite far. So, yeah, it's probably leaving my parents. Yeah. Have you felt doing this has made your relationship with God grow? Has it changed anything about your faith, you know, and in any way, shape, or form, Zoe? Um, it's definitely grown. Um, yeah, definitely grown. And uh, I'm not sure, actually. That's quite hard. Um, grown in a, it's grown in a good way, definitely. Um, Still early days, isn't it? Yeah. How many months have you been here? Since November. So. Three months, yeah. And Zoe, you said that um, your dad was the minister over Elm Park. How has it been? This is nothing to do with your year out. But how, how have you found it being the daughter of a minister? I found it. Um, it's a, I could go into a long road because ever since I've been born my dad's been a minister so only now he's not which we're apart so um, it's been good it's just been difficult because in a church environment you kind of feel like you're not like everyone else I don't know if that makes sense they kind of treat the pastor high but you see him as your dad so but I think it's definitely been good. Like, um, obviously, when I was younger, my my close relationship with God wasn't as, like as it is now because I didn't know as much. But um, I've definitely enjoyed it because it's really good to be part of a church family and to know so many people. And yeah. And finally. Would you recommend this internship to other people? Be honest, it's okay. <laughs> I said that I would recommend it um, to other people, but I would say, because now doing it, it's, um, I'm, I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, I think leadership is not exactly what I wanted to do, 
I wanted to do more finding it out now, discipleship outside of church, more outside of church type of thing. So I would say definitely recommend it. Maybe look at other um, internships as well, like um, the one that you did or, um, yeah, and like think about it before. But I did it because God said yes, so (laughs) that was the main thing. I've um, I've got one more question for you, Zoe. Sorry. What what are you hoping to get out of this year? What what's your biggest lie? God's led you to it. Is there anything you try you hope God will lead or direct you over? Um, I'm not sure about that. Um, at the start. I would say I was hoping to learn about leadership, which kind of sounds cliche, <laughs> because what is leadership, if you know what I mean? But um, what was the question again? What would you What would you like to get out of this year? What oh, What would I like to? Um, I actually don't know because okay. most of the stuff that we've been learning is. I quite know already, so it's been quite hard into what I actually to know. Um, but probably just to go for it, just to do new things, um, even if they don't work out. Well done. And what kind of things could we pray for you about? Because in, um, in, in a little while, Alison's going to pray. What, and I'm sure most of these people here are already praying for you. How can we pray for you for now and this coming year and the times ahead for you? What would you like us to pray? Probably for next steps. Um, what to do next because I really have no idea. I also do teach piano as well, doing this. as That's probably my full-time job at the moment. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure what to do after. So just prayer for um, God to highlight the next steps. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Zoe. You know, it's been absolute privilege to have you with us. And, you know, Hannah and I have said a number of times to each other, it's lovely having Zoe here. And it's inspiring to have young people, isn't it, who come and serve with us and minister with us. And, Hannah, you started out your Christian service, didn't you, by taking time out. Do you want to tell us about that? Okay, so um, so I, I was a little bit older than Zoe. <laughs> I was twenty. Uh, I was twenty-four when I did mine. I um, I I actually worked. I worked in um, I worked in a shop for seven years, and you know I had a relatively Christian life. I lived at home with my mum and dad, rent free. And, you know, and I had a, you know, and I had, and I had an all right job, you know, that gave me some money in my pocket. But I did feel like kind of, you know, that, um, that I wasn't enjoying it. Um, and I started, um, and I started uh, serving in the youth club at, uh, at my home church with my brother. And I actually found I enjoyed doing that more than I did going to work. Um, so, so, um, so I took the plunge and I did a, I did a year out internship with um, a, uh, 
a national Christian youth work organization called British Youth for Christ. And, um, and when you apply, you have to go through like a process and everything to make sure you're ready and that you're, you know, and kind of, and that you're, and that you've got good motives for wanting to do the, wanting to do the program. And they place you in, um, and they place you in one of, uh, one of their local centers. And uh, they had 85 of them at the time. And uh, I was putting one in the Midlands. And being a Midlands girl, I was so happy because I didn't have to travel that far. Um, you know, but it was a real test. Um, I packed up all of my stuff. I moved out of my mum and dad's. I worked for free for a year. Um, I was incredibly blessed in that people in the church that I grew up in uh, sponsored me. Um, just to buy chips and things, really, and, you know, and hang out with my friends and, you know, and, and go home for Christmas and be able to afford a train ticket and stuff like that. So, um, and I lived with a host family, and, uh, and they were really good. I had my own room, and, uh, and it was really lovely. Um, but I remember feeling incredibly overwhelmed when I arrived. I moved to a town, I didn't know anyone. I didn't even know the town that I lived in existed. And, you know, and, uh, and I remember my first week, we went into six secondary schools and I did five assemblies back to back. And I felt sick. Thrown uh, in the deep end. A little bit, yeah. I felt sick every morning going to going to these assemblies, you know, because um, these are school assemblies. And, um, and, uh, and so it was the whole school. So every assembly had at least like three, four hundred kids in them. So they felt really large. Um, so yeah, thrown in the deep end. And remembering, remember I had to really rely on God well and truly for everything. For my confidence, for, you know, for assurance that I was doing the right thing. Um, for for money, just to buy shampoo. And, um, and um and, uh, and also as well, I think, you know, to kind of test out something that I felt that he was calling me to. I felt in my heart that I, you know, I loved working with children and with young people. Um, and that was my opportunity to kind of test it out and, 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 um, and see what happens. And, uh, you know, and in the end, I ended up working for YSC for seven years. Um, I worked in three centers and... Um, and, uh, and I think that if I hadn't have done that year out, and if I hadn't have done, um, and if I hadn't done a year with my home church before I'd gone there, I don't think I'd be doing what I do now. So it was really pivotal. Yeah. So I like that your church, your home church supported you to buy chips. Yeah. You had to find money to get shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> I spent all the money on chips. So. <laughs> Got your priorities right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Jan, you did a year out, didn't you? And that, do you want to tell us all about it? How did it come about? And uh, what, how did you get into it? And what happened? <laughs> um, I'll share the bits that I'm allowed to. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I took uh, a year out. I couldn't wait to leave home. I'm like, <laughs> Hannah, I got to finish my A-levels and uh, went off to London City Mission. And it was this church that absolutely supported every single step of the way the church had uh, paid for a number of us when we were young people <laughs> that's not many years ago but <laughs> okay <laughs> um 
they paid for us to go to the National Baptist Youth Assembly. And then about two years later, we went to the World Baptist Youth Assembly. Oh. And that was when I was uh, about 15 and 17, I think. And they were times when I met with people across Britain and then across the world that were Baptists. And I really felt God calling me very clearly to serve him with my life. And it was at that point I, I needed to go and explore that. I couldn't just go off and get a job or just go off to university. So um, I took up an opportunity with London City Mission and went and lived in Bermondsey and worshipped at Haddon a few times. Um, and we lived in a house of like 30 young people. It was a, a little wild, which is why it's censored. Um, but it was all good fun. And uh, we were all serving God in this year out. Um, and I was placed at King's Cross for the first year, and then I decided to do a second year with them, and so I did a second voluntary year with London City Mission and worked with the homeless in Covent Garden, so, and on the streets doing um, evangelism, street evangelism. So they were really challenging years. They were really hard. The discipleship program was brilliant. It was a lot of teaching, uh, lots of opportunities to serve across the board and then meeting people in very different backgrounds. Um, and it was a real eye-opener. And the church here prayed for me and supported me and was such a blessing and really looked after me. And it was that that was the stepping stone. I knew at the end of those two years, without a shadow of a doubt, that God was calling me into full-time Christian service. And... So I um, applied to Moreland. So there's a fellow Moreland student sitting over here, another young one that we were at college together with your dad. Oh. <laughs> that does age me a little bit. <laughs> Kyle was two years ahead of me, I think. I think, Simon, were you a year behind me? Yeah, so um, we were Moreland students together. And I remember going to Moreland's, and at that time, they'd never taken anybody under 21 and they, in the interview, they said to me, what would you say if we said uh, Moreland's wasn't right for you right now? I would be, and I said to them, I'd be really shocked because I feel God has so clearly called me here. And uh, there were three of us that year who were 20 who were accepted onto the course. And um, that was the stepping stone. But again, RBC was absolutely so influential in my uh, having the option to do it. And um, it was individuals in this church that, in a space of, I think it was, was it about eight weeks, raised all the funds I needed for Moreland for the whole wow. time I stayed there, and enough for another girl, Debbie North, to wow. also go and study for a year. That's so it, they, it was amazing. God really blessed me through this church and the fellowship. Zoe mentioned, you mentioned earlier, Zoe, that you had um, people at Haddon that, you know, encouraged you yeah. to take the plunge and do this year. Jan, did you have somebody or a group of people that, you know, that like kind of championed you and pushed you to try, you know, to try this out? I don't know if anybody kind of pushed me or encouraged me to try things out, but it was very much people like Ken Yates's sister, who was a missionary when I was a child here. Okay. She inspired me. Yeah. And... Um, you know, the youth minister, Simon Shevel, mm. you know, just inspired me. And it was through the church giving us those opportunities to go to those national and international mm. events. So there was 10,000 young people from across the world 
up at the World Baptist Youth Assembly at Glasgow. Yeah. And at that point, I knew God was saying he wanted me to go to Africa. And I hadn't got a clue how that fit in. And it was a bit terrifying. But, you know, it was, it was this fellowship. And people here, so many people have said to me over the years, I pray for you every day. Wow. And that is, it, I find that mind-blowing yeah. and really humbling. Yeah. And it's those people with their relationship with God that I believe has guided my paths, mm. you know. So they haven't said it to me, but they've prayed for God's will over my life. Yeah. And God's made his will clear to me and yeah. his plans. That's amazing. What about you? Did you have special people in your life? Yeah, so I had, um, yeah, I was, like you, really, really blessed to have been part of a, a wonderful church family, you know. Um I think people that were really kind of instrumental for me was um, uh, was uh, uh, the our minister at the time, very much like kind of you know opened doors, opened like kind of doors and windows of opportunity for me, you know, with just things like you know he, he let me do the children's talks and then you know and then um, and then like and then let uh, you know and then let me try things out, you know, new programs out with, you know, with the young people, um, I, you know, um, I had, a, my mum had a friend um, in our church, and um, and she was a um, very, very strong woman, and um, and I think she helped me see, see that the world is bigger than just the town that I grew up in, and actually that, you know, and actually that, um, that, when you when God blesses you with a gift that it can really kind of you know take you places and you can impact so many people you know just beyond your own you know beyond beyond your own four walls really um she was from Lebanon and um you know and uh, and I think the experiences that she you know kind of shared with me moving to the UK when she was very young it really inspired me to kind of you know think that actually you know, my world could be bigger too, and and um, and uh, and she would often. And uh, I went to uh, the small group that my mum and dad went to. Um, I was the youngest person. Um, no, I went with my brother. He was the youngest person, <laughs> but not by much. And um, and uh, and I remember going to. Um, there was this couple, and. Uh, and the guy was one of the deacons. He was the church secretary. And his wife was heavily involved in hospitality and things like that in our church. But they opened, you know, but they, they let us come to, their, come to their home group. And I think me and my brother were like kind of 17, 18 at this point. And, and, and the way that they would talk about Jesus, the way that they would let us be part of the conversation... As they learned, as they delved into their Bible studies, you know, I never felt like a mismatched teenager. I always felt that kind of I belonged there, and my age wasn't an issue. So, you know, so I think when I said I want to go and do this year out, they were like, 
you know, these people definitely say, you should do it, you know, we'll pray for you, we'll pray for your application process, you know, I had to drive all the way to Birmingham to uh, YFC head office um, for my interview day, you know, they were up all night, like, praying the night before, I, you know, before I drove up there with my parents, and, um, you know, and they were the people that um, financially supported me through the years, so I could buy chips, and, um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, and when I came home for, like, Christmas in the summer, and things, how's it going? Are you enjoying it? But then the deeper questions, has God taught you anything? How is he shaping you? How is he growing you? How is he stretching you? And they were very frank with me in saying, you know, um, in saying, like, that's, you know, you're doing really, really well. And, you know, and, and encouraging me to kind of say, you know, you could be stretched a little bit more in that area. Don't be afraid to go for it. Um, I remember one time when we were opening a, um, we were opening a uh, after school, um, no, it was a weekend drop-in for young people, but we did it in our local Costa Coffee. And I remember feeling that this could be really exciting but I was also kind of terrified at the same time because it was church and non-church kids. And I thought, what if they trash the shop and it's my fault? Um, and, uh, um, you know, um, and what if I've planned for like 30, but only three show up, you know? Um, but it was one of the most enjoyable things that I did. And in the end, the whole town benefited from it and people just bring their kids from all over. And, that. and I remember like kind of, you know, these people checking in, how's it going, you know? Can we pray for you? They came to the opening night on our first set, you know, that sort of thing. And I just found that, you know, I found that I found, I felt incredibly, um, it made me feel a lot braver and a lot bolder, knowing that you've got strong people that have a strong faith that are backing you, you know, to the point where they would drive for an hour and 45 minutes to see your opening session and things like that. So that, yeah, so that was massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. What about you, Zoe? Do you have people that you know that are backing you and supporting you? Yeah, um, my parents and um, God. Yes. <laughs> I think Jesus and, yeah, Haddon, I would say, the couple there. And, yeah, um, it's quite short, but there are people. Yeah. It's hard to think of people off the top of your head, isn't it? And I, I know, like, Stan Seymour was obviously a London City Missioner as well. He would have definitely have had impact on what I was doing. And Mike Eastman and just so many people, you know, Barbara. And just, you know, so many people, isn't it? And I'm sure so many people at Haddon are absolutely delighted to see what you're doing. And that kind of makes us think, doesn't it? You know, what opportunities are we providing to our children and our young people? How are we supporting? How are we providing? And Hannah, today you've had a lunch, haven't you? And, you know, have a, a chance to just chat and to build relationships. And have you got any kind of thoughts and plans? And, you know, it's lovely having, you know, today we were just saying earlier, you know, it's a little hard to hear the first guy who spoke, but how important that is, that we have those opportunities, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. And I think even, you know, like, like how you said, Jan, it, it was difficult to hear, um, uh, I think it was David that did the first 
um, sets of, uh, of readings, you know. But that's part and parcel of, you know, kind of bringing the next generation in. It's not going to be perfect. There are points where there's an element of, of risk um, and, and it is going to be messy, you know. I remember my first children's talk. I dropped paint on the stage and, it's, and, and, and it absolutely stained the carpet. <laughs> and, and, you know, and they couldn't get it off for a long while. And I was so frightened. I was so nervous, you know. But the pastor said, it's just paint, Hannah, don't worry, you know. But, you know, and, and I think there's an element of that, you know. We have the opportunity to be a space of, you know, of trial and error. Try it out. See how it goes, um, you know, because... They have so much potential. Often we just have to open the right window for them to tap into it. Um, but yeah, so something that I've been something that like um, that has been, you know, kind of being developed at present is that we are doing. Um, we're going to be launching a scheme called the Youth Leadership Academy, and this is exactly. Ho and hopefully, this is what this sort of you know this is what this program is going to address for young people. We're going to open up spaces for them, you know, to test things out, to try their core thing, you know, to, to, to make mistakes, you know, to, to make mess and, uh, you know, and to, and to push and challenge and, and grow us as a church, you know. So they're going to be, you know, undertaking team building days. There's going to be leadership stuff that they're going to learn. Um, we're going to be talking about elements like character and integrity and consistency and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's... Um, um, but a big part of that is opening doors of opportunity for them to test, you know, for them to test out what their God-given gift is, you know. When I spend time with them in the youth lounge in the mornings, you know, I see so many of them thinking, you know, that I just, that have so much, like, you know, have so much skill in one, you know, sort of skill and, you know, and God-given gifting all in one room. You see prayer warriors in that room. You see preachers in that room. You see worship leaders in that room. Um, and it's all just sitting there, isn't it? But we have to be the ones to open the door for them to kind of try it out. So, so hopefully that scheme will do just that. But yeah, you know. And I think we have to kind of... Um, adapt a lot I think we have to sort of understand that you know because they're young I mean when we were young you know we kind of you know we're feeling our way through things and in the middle of all of that there's so much change you know I mean Zoe you've had your parents relocate in the middle of all of this you've moved house twice in how in what in the last three months or something yeah <laughs> In a, yeah, in a very short space of time, there's, there's, there will be elements of like kind of flux and shifting because they're of that young age. And, you know, and we as a church, I think, you know, have to sort of be mindful of that. Remember that, you know, that there's an element of patience that comes with that. And definitely coach and disciple them through it too. And that, so, yeah. So I really hope that, you know, it does have an impact, you know, because we are where we are because someone gave us a shot, really, aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah.
I think leading on from that is the fact that regardless of our age, we all need those opportunities, don't we? Because we can be serving for years in one thing. And that's one of the good things of COVID. It caused everybody to have to stop for a while. You know, we all had a break for a year or so. And actually, as we step back now into church life, I think it gives us all an opportunity to pray again, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want to use me? Where is your call upon my life? And that might be very different to what it was two years ago. You know, our lives are constantly changing and constantly shifting, and we all need those opportunities to explore. It doesn't matter how old we are. Actually, maybe God is now calling us to be prayer warriors, you know, those people who pray regularly for different people. And I think the three of us would want to sit here, and I know Ian and Vicky would too, and want to say thank you. And the meeting place, the meeting place, Alison and her team, you know, would want to say thank you for your prayers. Because those prayers are what fight our battles for us every day and give those opportunities. And we can all find... You know, we've got to constantly keep listening to God, haven't we? God, where do you want me? What do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do with this season of my, my life and my walk? And it's gonna, it is constantly changing. And we shouldn't be too scared to try something new if God's given us that opportunity. Yeah. I think that's important. Absolutely. Because that's how we know that we're being stretched. That's how we know that we're, you know, that's... Um, you know, that we're being guided by our faith. If it, like, you know, if it makes us nervous just a little bit, you know. I remember my pastor telling me, if you're, you know, if you, if you can, if you can um, visualize, you know, your calling or the dream that you have, it's not big enough. If you can, you know, but if, if it's so big that it does make you feel a little bit on edge, that's how you know that God is speaking to you. You know, but there's so much. Um, I, I just constantly think of, uh, you know, when um, when Jesus asked the boys to get out of the boat and walk on the water, and you know, but he didn't like kind of, you know, sort of just ask them get out of the boat and then he carried on and then he carried on walking and he didn't look back and didn't watch them or anything. He made sure that they knew how to float. He showed them how to walk on the water. And I think that's very much true for us. When we get out of our boat, when we try something, you know, God will show us how to walk on the water. And actually that thing that we think is possibly too big, most definitely isn't. That's a a brilliant point to end on, I think, Hannah. That's a lovely, lovely point. Before... um, we move on to prayer. I wonder if anyone's got a question that they'd particularly like to ask Zoe. <laughs> Not me, or Akea, or Hannah. Yes, Barbara's got one. Shall I run it over? Yeah. Babsy G. I haven't got a question I want to ask. I just want to say thank you for filling us in because I think I said to you last week, Hannah, didn't I? I really felt as if I didn't know what was going on and I wanted to know more about what was happening because it's hard to pray when you're just saying, God bless Zoe, God bless Hannah, God bless Jan. And it's, it's so good to know what is going on with the young people and to know how we can help them because 
I personally am so indebted to things that happened to me when I was something like 13, 14, and gradually then went off to college and things like that because I felt God clearly guided me in the right ways. And I didn't really have a keen church behind me, but I did have some keen Christians from other places who kept in touch with me and led me forward. So I'm very grateful, for example, to Scripture Union for all they did for me. And I just want it to be the same for anybody else. But anyway, I will talk more about it, Hannah, I said to you, didn't I? <laughs> and you need to be the person who helps to pr provide the bridge between the young people and us. Thank you. Anybody else got a question? Yeah, I think I'll hand over. Alison is going to lead us in prayer, however you'd like to. Come in front, because then um, people at home can see you. You can have my chair if you want. Have the comfy chair. Okay, let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this evening. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to get to know more, to get to know about more about Zoe and to get more to know more about the youth work. Lord, we do thank you for Zoe. Lord, we thank you for the way you guided her over a period of time to come and do this work here. Lord, we thank you for those that encouraged her over the years that helped to open her mind to see opportunities. Lord, we thank you for her parents and the influence that they've had on her life. We thank you for the good things about being a pastor's child, but also thank you for protecting her from the not-so-nice things of being a pastor's child too. Lord, thank you for all that she'd already learned about leadership before starting on this course through being a child of a pastor's family. Lord, we do just thank you for Zoe. We thank you for the impact that she's made on our team. We thank you for the fun. We thank you for the twinkly eye and the giggles. Lord, she's been a real blessing to us as staff here. And she's been a blessing to our children and young people and others that she's come across in serving you here, Lord, too. Lord, we just pray that in the coming months that you help to use her in the way that you want her to be used, Lord. Lord, we just pray that we give her the opportunities that she needs to grow and to serve you and learn different things in different areas of church life. Lord, we thank you for the relationships that she's beginning to make with our young people. Thank you that she can be an inspiration to our young people. Lord, thank you that if it gives them the idea of a year out, that they'll then explore other opportunities. Lord, may she be a listening ear, and if any of them mention that they're interested in such things, may she be that encourager. May some of our young people look back in years to come and in, a sit in an evening like this evening and say, well, Zoe inspired me. How awesome that would be. And Lord, we pray for... Zoe, as she thinks about her next steps, you need to think ahead, even though she's in the middle of her internship here. Lord, may you guide her in what you want her to do next. Lord, she stepped out in faith to do this internship, and I know she'll step out in faith again. But Lord, please speak clearly to her. Please open doors. And Lord, just stay really close to her, I pray. And I do pray for our children and young people. Lord, I do pray that 
they will continue to be encouraged by the church. They'll continue to be inspired to try new things, be it taking a year out or something not as big as that. But Lord, may we all play our part in helping to shape our children and young people's future. Lord, help us to be an encouraging voice in their ears. Lord, I just pray that we won't be negative to them. Lord, help them to hang on to the positive comments that they hear. Lord, please just prompt each of us to just go that extra bit with our young people, just to try even harder than we already are, to pray for them, but to talk to them and to try to get to know them, Lord, too. Lord, thank you for the amazing gifts that you've already given to some of them that Hannah's identified. Lord, help us to enable them to, to try serving using those gifts. Help us to make allowances when any of us make mistakes, as we all do, because we're human. So, Lord, just thank you for this time we spent this evening. Lord, I pray a particular blessing on Zoe this evening. Lord, may she go home tonight. Lord, may she have a really good rest. May she have a good day with the LBA tomorrow and, and a really good week ahead. So just thank you, Lord. Thank you for Zoe. Thank you for the internship programme. Thank you for our young people. We thank you for all the stories that we've heard this evening of how you've worked in various people's lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, we're going to sing uh, one last song before we finish tonight, and it's the song, Take My Life and Let It Be. It just seems like the most fit song. And let's make this our prayer. So I invite you to stand if you might want to stretch your legs or sit down. But let's make it a prayer however we sing. Let's make it our worship. Let's stand if you're able and want to. Mm -hmm.